Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, August 10th, 2022. I love saying that. 22, it's almost over. Oh, geez, we're sliding into the holidays there. You go to your local grocery store. The pumpkins are out, you know. Got to get a good one. Don't pick it up by its stem, Dorothy. Dottie. Oh, I, oh, I told you not to pick it up by the stem, didn't I? I'm not coming down on you. Oh, you can't tell her anything. You know, she's on her third marriage. Um, it's probably because she grabs a cock like that. Um, anyway, you go into the, 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 uh, you go into the fucking, the grocery store. You know what's hilarious when all of a sudden it's the holidays? There's just sugar fucking right up at the front of the, uh, right at the front of the store. You come in, there's all, all the candy for Halloween, the candy corns. Who the fuck is still buying that shit is beyond me. The candy corn. Is that like hipsters buying that ironically to act like it's like good candy or something like that? Are there hipsters anymore? Have they disappeared? Um, are hipsters like uh, rollerblading? The one, the, the one fad example that I always go to. It's like rollerblading. You know, there's plenty of other fads I could. It's like slavery. You know, everybody was doing it. And then after the 1860s, I mean, what? I wasn't doing that. Uh, I, I, black people were selling other black people into slavery. The same justifications for slavery people use for uh, rollerblading. <laughs> they don't. See, this is why I stick with rollerblading. I keep it small on this podcast, all right? Just like my brain, okay? The same way if, if you're in aviation, you, you fly with, with, within, within your limits, Within, within limits of the aircraft and, more importantly, your own limits. I like that. More importantly, your own limits. Well, then what if you're like Chuck Yeager and you take my little egg beater up? Your fucking limits are way beyond my thing. Christ, you'll break it apart. Ah, oh, Jesus. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know. You go into the grocery store and they got all this sugar up front, right? And it's, that's all it's going to be. It's just going to be sugar and flour and eating and fucking and sucking. It's going to be all of that. And I think it's like that. You know, obviously everybody loves the holidays. But I think that towards the end of the year is one of the few times that people have the time to actually take stock in what the fuck is going on in their life. What is going on in this runaway train of time that just keeps fucking cruising past and I don't seem to be getting ahead. I don't know what's going on. And that's, I think, you know, if you went back into the history books, if you looked back and saw when the seeds for the American Revolution happened, I I bet it was between October in December, you know, because there wasn't a bunch of sugar laying around. There wasn't any candy corn or M&Ms or any of that shit, right? There wasn't any hair plugs. So Ben Franklin's sitting there, you know, looking like David Crosby with his dumbass glasses. He's getting older. He still likes the ladies. He's getting deep in the cup, you know, and people are sitting there, you know, he's thinking like, I mean, how many more years can I be this jolly fat guy with the kite and still get some fucking, you know, pilgrim pussy? 
This is all true, by the way. So, <laughs> so I need to have some sort of power. Was he, was he around then? I don't even know if he was. Did he, when did he fly the kite? Was it in the 18, it can't be in the 1800s because they never, they never really got into the 1800s when I was in high school. They didn't want to do all that shit and they completely ignored slavery. They just sort of were in um, uh, genocide. I got the, I got the nice, easy listening. You know, they put on some Kenny G. They were taxing us too much, so we didn't know what to do. We got out a fucking piece of paper, and everybody fucking signed it. Oh, then Crispus Attucks died, right? Foreshadowing every Hollywood movie for about 80 years. <laughs> Um, the black character was going to die. Anyway, plowing ahead here. Yeah, so I think like, you know, there's something, there's something about that. Like the end of the year, I think initially it was like a celebration. Uh, I know there's a bunch of history buffs being like, oh, it was the end of uh, the farming and everything was harvested so they would have a celebration. Uh, this podcast is not about facts. It's about having an idea, going with it, making up shit and hoping that people believe it. That's what I like to do. I like, you know, instead of sending messages out in a bottle, I just send up false history. I send it out and I see if it comes back to me. I just want to hear how people have twisted it around. You know, is that what you do, Bill? No, it's not what I do. I don't know what it is I do, but I will tell you this. They got all this sugar and flour is up front. And uh, there's two different kinds of pumpkins. All right. The kind that supports America and the other ones that need to get the fuck out. No. The, um, they have the smooth ones and then they have um, the ones with the, the fucking warts all over them. And I always want to buy a wart one because I always go on like, uh, you know, carvingpumpkins.net, whatever the fuck they are, TikTok, um, cantaloupe, what the fuck's it called? Cafeteria. What's the other one? What's the other fucking social media? I was actually, I did an interview on it with Eddie Brill. It was called, uh, began with a C. It had something to do with like uh, people meeting together. What would that be? A word. What's a word that means people gathering to fucking talk but not really saying anything? And it begins with a C. Oh yeah, social media. Um, I spelt it the communist way with a C. Because I'm one of them Hollywood liberals that's up there in one of them infinity pools having sex with a fucking fetus. Um, yeah, on those, those sites where they show the, uh, the, the fucking warded up pumpkins, like, like those are the ones that like people turn into these crazy psycho old men or like they can carve like predator or something out of it. And uh, I'm just not blessed with those skills i'm a i'm not what the kids call a i be, believe a, a a bb bill burr basic bitch bill burr when it comes to pumpkins you know well, i don't have time now that i got the kids so i'll just do the fucking the triangles and some fucked up teeth but um back in the day i was really into it people who've been listening to this podcast since the 2000s remember my acdc pumpkin they remember my federal reserve pumpkin there's there's pictures of it on the internet you can find it 
You know, it's out there if you want to hear the truth. You know, if you don't, you want to keep burying your head in the sand and keep listening to these, these lies from fucking the man, then, you know, I don't, you know, I don't even get emotional about it. You know why, guys? Because I'm above it. I'm above it. No, I'm, I'm going to watch some pumpkin carving videos and I'm going to try to take my, my pumpkin carving up to the next level. Really, Bill, is that what you're doing at 54? That's exactly what I'm doing. You know why? Because I'm not going to be on the road for the next three motherfucking weeks. Motherfuckers. I am, uh, catch you on the flip side, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite line from Bridesmaids. Um, catch you on the flip side, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, I don't have to do shit. My daughter is off uh, from school this week, so we're going to do a bunch of daddy-daughter dates, which basically involves me uh, taking her to all of these places that everybody brings all their kids. It's so funny how it's like all worked out now. There's just these places to take your kids. You know, when I was growing up, they just sent you outside. You just met other kids and you kind of came up with your own shit. And now it's just like, um, you know, they have like all of these. Oh, that fucking last time I went, I almost got in a fight with that fucking dad because this 400 pound fucking three-year-old was hitting my kid over the head. Oh, and you can't say anything to anybody's fucking kid. Guy had fucking gorilla monsoon for, I, I can't do I, I said I wasn't going to make fun of his kid. I didn't want to do that, but I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so we're going to be doing a bunch of that shit. Um, and then I got to, uh, respectfully here, I got to give a shout out to two amazing comedians that we lost this month. Uh, first off was David A. Arnold. Um, just an incredible, incredible um, I don't know how to describe that guy. That guy was just like his his energy and his vibe, like always positive, always up. And I remember way back in the day, um, we used to do this club called, uh, it was, it's, now it's called the Comedy Union. It was called Mixed Nuts back in the day. And forgive me if I already did this, but I don't care if I'm eulogizing him twice. Um, we used to do this place, Mixed Nuts. And it was... And, we were all roughly the same age. It was me, him, uh, Alex Thomas, and then that other guy. What the fuck was his name? He was incredible. Oh, his name came to me. Daryl Heath. Daryl Heath. And all three of them were fucking amazing, amazing comedians. And I went down there, the white guy going down to the club. It was funny. It was, it was called like Mixed Nuts because they wanted like everybody to come down, but it was... Uh, down in a neighborhood that, you know, white people sort of drove by, didn't stop. <laughs> so it was kind of, you know, black. Oh shit, that's the club. That was the club I went up at and I was bombing for like fucking seven minutes straight on a hot summer night. And then there was just nothing from the crowd. And I just heard this, this big girl in the back just goes, I ain't laughed yet. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was a tough one. I'll tell you, it was a rough one. Anyway, and um, David was kind of in and out of my life because uh, I, I ended up moving back to uh, New York and I lost touch with him. And then I came back in 07, ran into him immediately. Hey, you know, like like nothing ever happened. And, um, you know, just every time I met him, he was a better version of himself. You know, a lot of people that you meet, you meet them, that's who they are, and then you don't see them for 10 years, and they're that same person. They're just 
10 years older, you know, but he was always better, amazing husband and father. I went to the service, beautiful service. And, um, you know, his daughter went up there and like the stuff she said about him, I hope someday my kids say about me because um, it was, it was, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like, he did it. He absolutely crushed it as a dad. And that's the most important thing. And he was an amazing comedian. So David A. Arnold, I'll definitely be missing him, seeing him around at the clubs. And then we had a legend we lost, the the great Judy Tenuta, who just was a total original. And um, I remember in the 80s when she first broke, it was like super, 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 super fucking male-dominated, which was stupid because we, you know, already seen all these other great comedians, you know, um, from Joan Rivers to Marsha Warfield, but for some reason they just, I don't know. And it became, so, you know, I was talking to somebody about that where it just became like this really, like the 70s were fucking amazing as far as like the amount of different kinds of sitcoms there were. It wasn't just a bunch of white sitcoms. They had like the, uh, you know, Sanford and Son, the Jeffersons, Good Times. Freddie Prince had Chico and the Man. And then they had a lot of like, you know, it, you know, Hollywood sort of balanced cast for back then. But it seemed like it was moving in that direction. And I don't know what the fuck happened. It was like Bill Cosby hit and they did a sitcom around his act and it became huge. And you would think that that would, somehow that drove it to make it more white. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. And all of the 70s shit went away. And then by the 90s, all the shows were just trying to do Friends, which was just like, you know, six good-looking, pouty white people in fucking huge apartments with awesome clothes. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of... So anyway, getting back to Judy. So all of that shit was going on. And then you had like the like the Kinnisons and the, um, uh, the Dice Clays and all this whole new sort of style of comedy. Eddie Murphy and all of that stuff. And in the middle of all of that, she came out and just absolutely fucking killed, calling her audience pigs and that she was their goddess and all of that. And just her delivery and everything. She just was a total like original. And I watched her before I even started doing comedy. And I remember thinking like, this person is is the real deal. So I wasn't, you know, she's not somebody that I ever met, unfortunately, and I wasn't aware that she was sick, but uh, rest in peace. And thank you for all of your legendary stand-up that you did. Um, and if you guys aren't aware of her, Judy Tenuta, check her out. David A. Arnold, check his stuff out. Um, both amazing, amazing comedians that we lost. Um, okay, and with that, let's get on to Bread and Circus. Let's talk some f- Let's talk a little bit of football. Let's talk uh, car racing, which I missed. Car racing. F1, I've missed all of it this year. Congratulations to uh, Sebastian Vettel. Um, seemed like one of the most interesting seasons as far as, like, I don't know what happened with Mercedes this year. Um, and Lewis Hamilton, the guy got no wins and had, like, only, like, six podiums. So um, I wish I was, I, you know, I can go online. I'm going to watch this season when I get my my big break when I'm done with this tour. I'm going to watch the whole season and get caught up because I feel like there's no way he's going to tolerate that. And there's no way Mercedes is going to tolerate that. And I think next year is going to be fucking even better than this year because 
you know, seeing all those different names, Perez and all of them, and that Ferrari kind of came back. Even though every race I saw, they were doing great and they seemed to fuck things up. But um, it seems good now. Like, it's not just like one team dominating everybody. Um, all right. Your New England Patriots, as predicted by uh, 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 Dave Portnoy, absolutely destroyed the Lions. Dave Portnoy came on. He said, he tweeted, he said that they're going to fucking kill him. And uh, might even have said they're going to win by 30, and they won by 29. Um, Patriots look great. Zippy, Zappy, whoever our fucking quarterback is, I was flying during it. I caught like the last couple minutes of it. Um, it's the first time I've seen the old Pat Patriot uniforms where I didn't get sick to my stomach. I was actually starting to think of like when, when Tom Brady used to wear them when they would do that. Because whenever Tom would wear it, me and my uh, older brother would be like, dude, I can't, like, this is making me sick. Like, what? like, we had like child sense memory. Not that the teams were bad, because we had a lot of good teams with that uniform, but it was just we had heartbreaking fucking losses um, in that uniform. So, um, Patriots look solid, man. I mean, I know it's just the Lions, but, um, you know, I was worried that, you know, with our, 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 our backup quarterback, that this was going to be like a problem. And we were going to get smoked. And I don't know where we were going to go. But uh, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Belichick a little bit. I think Tom Brady is, you know, the good-looking dude. Goes down to fucking Tampa, wins a Super Bowl. And everybody just kind of went like, oh, it was him. It was all of him. It was both of them. So um, the mad genius is up to his uh, is up to his mastery of uh, football again. So, um, And I'm going to have time to fucking sit down and watch. I did tape that game, so I'm going to watch it today. That's how excited I sound just to have, I, I've, I've been on the road every single fucking weekend since the beginning of August. Um, so I, this nice little window here is great. I watched a bunch of playoff baseball when I was on the road, uh, particularly, I, you know, I was keeping an eye on that Cleveland Tampa Bay uh, series. Uh, congratulations to the Cleveland Guardians. The walk-off homer in what, the 15th inning. Um, that's amazing. The Seattle almost said Seahawks, Seattle Mariners making the playoffs for the first time and God knows when. The Toronto Blue Jays blow an 8-1 to one lead that would have closed it out. Last year was the trailer. This year is the movie. All of that hype and all of that shit. All of those Toronto fans hoping for a playoff series victory. Well, they did have the basketball. They did win a championship. So at least they got that. Because that's one of those things where I was just going like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck more can they do to Toronto sports fans? Um, but you got to give it up to the hot of the Seattle Mariners. Um, I watched the beginning of that game where I was like, all right, it looked like Toronto's going to win. And then I had to go do a show. And I was working with Nate Craig, who you got to see him, man. He fucking murders. Um he he was going like, he goes, dude, you watching that fucking Toronto game? He goes, they're going to blow it. He goes, it's 10 to 9. I'm like, how the fuck is it 10 to 9? It was 8 to 1. I watched like the first five innings right before all the fireworks started. And, uh, and one of the worst things ever is the shortstop running out to the outfield, looking over his shoulder while an outfielder is coming in. I remember uh, Johnny Damon had a brutal collision. Fucking cheekbone was all swole, swollen up. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, and then the San Diego, I watched that whole game. I watched the San Diego Super Padres 
close out the fucking New York Mets. I saw the first game too. I missed the second one. I saw the first one where Matt Scherzer went out there. And uh, I mean, just one of the most colorful guys in the fucking game. They cut to him out in the bullpen, you know, and he had a look on his face like, you know, like when you pull in the driveway and you were out too late and your dad's standing there. (laughs) And you're like, should I just back up and drive to another house? This guy looks like he's going to fucking murder me. He looked like someone was going to was breaking into his house and was going to attack his family. That was the fucking look on his face. And I was like, holy shit, I got to see this guy. And the Padres went up, you know, they got a single and then some guy hit a fucking two-run homer and they kind of lit him up. Poor guy got booed. Anytime an old guy gets booed, I mean, uh, you know, there's no way that I can't relate to that, being an old fella. Um, anyway, but uh, I'm excited for the next round of playoffs. If you're a Yankee fan, I would think that you were pretty excited that Tampa Bay got knocked out. I think they match up well against you. And, uh, you know, it's nice that Toronto's out, but you guys kind of owned them this year, didn't you? I thought you guys did great. They fucking, well, everybody killed my Red Sox this year, but Toronto particularly really fucking was kicking our ass this year. But um, it's kind of cool, man. Seattle, Cleveland, Houston, the Yankees. And then what do you got on the other side? You got the Dodgers, the Braves, the Padres. And who won the Phillies, uh, St. Louis? I don't even know. I don't even know. Um... All right, so anyways, that's that's all the sports stuff. I want to thank everybody that came out in Windsor, Minneapolis, and Des Moines. Um, Windsor is such a, a, a fun place. There's this casino I do. It's literally right across this river that leads into uh, Lake Erie, I believe. And it's kind of cool. You're just sitting there. And the view I had was across of it, looking in from Canada, across the river, into America, looking at Detroit. And I was kind of feeling like this must have been like what it was like, you know, East Berlin, West Berlin, going like, how the fuck is that another country right over there? And I can do, you know, all of that shit over there. I can't do, can't do it here and vice versa just because of that fucking stupid river and all of this bullshit. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to spend any time in Detroit one of my favorite places, but I did have a great time in the casino and the crowd was awesome. And then the next day we went to, uh, we went to Minneapolis and, uh, oh, look who's here, everybody. I kept it quiet because everybody was asking, when is she coming back? The triumphant return for the absolutely lovely, the lovely Nia's back, everybody. Yay. What's going on? Mwah. How are you, gorgeous? I'm great. I'm great. I didn't mean you to look interrupt great. whatever Come on, come doing. on over here. Because I was actually getting ready to start talking about Minneapolis. So when you go to Minneapolis now, mm-hmm. you know, I've been going there for, uh, for like, I don't know, 20 years on the road. Mm-hmm. When I first started working there, doing colleges, driving up to Duluth. Sure. Um, going to the Mall of America, riding the fucking roller coaster by myself. Wait, I want to go to the Mall of America. Is it worth, like, it's, I feel like for kids, right? Like, I feel like the kids would like it. They have an indoor skiing situation in there, right? It's or very. Like a water park or something? If I could describe it, it's very Dallas. I don't know what that means. Dallas, I've never, I've never Dallas, been to Dallas. Is, is like, you know, it's the best because it's the biggest. Mm. Bigger is better. So that it's just, 
It's stupid. I think there's two comedy clubs in there or something. It's insane. Really? Yeah, and, and there's this. Everyone in Houston is really pissed at this right now. <laughs> San Antonio is like, fuck Dallas. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't. Austin's they don't, like, boo. Yeah, they don't like Dallas. They don't like Dallas. They're like, we're all like the super like rich people are. Yes. Or I, mean, I would there's say rich people everywhere. But I don't know. I don't know enough about Texas, but just the vibe. I would say Dallas is it's not Hollywood. It's more like Orange County. Okay, I was just about to say, because at one point, I think they were going to do a Real Housewives of Dallas, and they scrapped it, so I feel like... Oh, wait. No, they did. No, they should have. No, no, they did. They had Real Housewives of... Was that in Dallas? I think so. I and don't they, know, honey. And, they, and they, I think they scrapped it, because there was some racist shit going on. But anyway, oh. uh, shout out to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, all of these years going to Minneapolis, like... You would forget that Prince was from there because there was nothing there. But now that he's passed and his next of kin are kind of like, I guess, the next of kin of Elvis, where all of a sudden Elvis was like on cuckoo clocks, you know, tick tock, tick tock. And I'm like, hey, man, it's two o'clock. We get off the plane. There's a Prince store now. Well, at the airport? Like a Hot Topic, but it's all print stuff. Ooh, I don't think he would have No, that. no, but I mean, but as a fan, <laughs> as I'm, a fan, I'm yeah. sitting there going, oh shit, they got a bunch of print stuff yeah, in there. Yeah. It was kind of nuts though, because they had the one t-shirt that had like his symbol mm-hmm. when he was getting fucked over by the artist and mm-hmm. all, uh, uh, getting fucked the over label. the labels and everything. He's like, I'm the artist and all of that fucking crazy shit, mm-hmm. um, which was super annoying as a fan. I'm not going to call you the artist. You're mm-hmm. Prince. So, <laughs> the artist formerly known, yes, as. The artist. <laughs> Ugh. Um, anyway. He was right, though. He was right, but he, he could have done it in a less, like, I don't know. He's, he's passed uh, away. Prince away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am the artist. No Prince, no prince Lander. That right sounded now. like a failed, like, comic book superhero. <laughs> um, anyway. So they had that symbol on like a T-shirt being yeah. sold at the airport and all of that. So anyway, but now it's cool. As you go down the street, there's like murals of them and stuff. I saw that. And when we went to go do the venue, the Target Center, uh, we drove by and there was like oh, it's incredible downtown. So you got to go to Minneapolis, man. It I was would fucking, love to. You would? Okay, you got to go the next time. I would because I really want to experience that part of like the Prince history too because I'm just like the hugest fan. Uh, why are we doing it like this? Where are your microphones? Oh, there's something going on with my computer. I don't know. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know. So anyway, the uh, there's always something going on. That means I clicked the wrong fucking button and now I can't get something to go away. So I, I don't know. Mm. So anyway, uh, we were driving to the venue and I just see like there's all these music spots and uh, like titty bars and shit. Was this the same thing? They all kind of, when you do like three cities and three nights, you kind of like overlap. You can't remember. But I think there was like that. And then... You fucking, uh, it was all like lit up and shit. All like, like the Bullwinkle show. I was like, I didn't have no idea they had this downtown scene. So we went by this one music venue. I was like, man, what is that place? That place looks cool. And it was the place where they shot like Purple Rain. Is that called First Avenue? Yes. Mm-hmm. First Avenue. So I was like, man, I want to fucking go in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kenny ended up setting it up and they gave us a quick little tour. They had the replica of the, of the Purple Rain motorcycle. And then I just poked in, like the backstage area, I think they filmed all of that, you know, when Morris Day stops and comes back, how's the family? Um, that's somewhere else. I think that was shot somewhere else. But like you went in and it was like, it took me back to like fucking 82 or like 83 when Little Red Corvette came out and all of that. It was so fucking cool. It almost looks the exact same, 
but um, it smelled like the classic like music venue mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. struggle. Yes, it smelled like a rehearsal and space. Old stale cigarette smoke. Yeah, that's yeah, still yeah. So, in the walls, you will never be able to get that. Yeah, smell it out. was fucking awesome. It was awesome, and I want to thank everybody over there for uh, hooking us up. And then we went to Des Moines. And uh, got some great food at this place. It was like the bait and tackle thing. I got a, I got a beef goulash, total Midwest. What is that? It's fucking goulash. Goulash, you know, it's like uh, working class food. It's like a pasta uh-huh. with the beef in it. There's, it's a white a cr- pasta. Um, well, this it's it's beef with with egg noodles, almost like. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. then like a white cream sauce. So, and it's one, oh. and it's one of those things. It's like mac and cheese. It's sort of like endless. Well, I guess all dishes are like that, where you can kind of like, you like one of the classic African-American side dish right there. You know, it's like collard greens, except that. <laughs> yes, please, please white explain it to me. Uh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. So. Goulash. Yeah. So like. It's good. It was fucking delicious. It oh, was it was heavy it. though. It was heavy. Like, right. hey man, it was heavy. Oh I, boy, let me tell you. I didn't have to fucking eat for like. The next, uh, you know, I didn't eat till like the next day, put it that way. But right. we, we went there and then we went to this uh, coffee place. I forget the name of it. Mm-hmm. It was also delicious. So they had like this great food scene there. Des Moines, really underrated city. Definitely has uh, some scary people there. Okay. It was definitely that the meth hangover a mm-hmm. little bit <laughs> is going on there. <laughs> There's a reason why they didn't shoot the hangover in Des Moines. But I hear it's beautiful. Is it beautiful there or am I thinking of Idaho? I think of another I state that people are like, it's gorgeous. Probably, I, if, if there's people out here, it's probably like, they, they're all about Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming. Right. And okay. then you move out there as a Hollywood producer, and then you like buy like rancher gear. And then you go in town with your E. Saint Laurent cowboy boots. <laughs> You're like, yeah. howdy, partner. And they're looking at you with like real cow shit on their feet. Like... Oh, boy, please don't turn this into Aspen, right. okay? Please yes. don't make me not be able to afford that. But, you know, that's, you know, that's how it works, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just basically how it is. You know, people who are rich fuck up a neighborhood, and then we go to a new neighborhood, and we, uh, we force people out or whatever, yeah. that's, what, that's what we do. Fuck that up. By we, I mean white people, yeah. okay? You just have to deal with it, man. <laughs> That's, 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 that's my vibe. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I have a meeting later on tonight with some other white people who are going to figure out what neighborhood we're going to fuck up next. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, all right. Let me, do, uh, let me do some reads here really quickly. And then we're going to get into what I really wanted to do with you, which is the, the advice and all of that stuff. Because people always ask me like, when's Nia coming on? I, I want to fucking haven't been on literally, literally a year, don't you think? No, it's definitely been too long. Yeah. I mean, did I do it with you during the pandemic or no? Because I was just with baby and, and everything. I don't remember. With baby? No, meaning like with him, nursing him. I was with child. Me. No, like. There's just- a lot of child things that, you know, what I don't like is it's especially with all like the catch a predator shit out there. Why do they still call it child rearing? Child rearing? Rearing. Isn't, yeah, isn't that just raising, basically? Why like, don't you say that instead of bringing up his fucking derriere there? No one <laughs> thought that but you. <laughs> no one ever thought about that. That's what that I thought when I first heard you. it. Like, yeah, Jesus. we've been doing some child rearing. It's oh just my like, God. I don't like that image. William. What? It says rear, right? Rearing? It says right there the word rearing. Well, you yeah. sound dumb. <laughs> 
I'm not dumb. Maybe I fucking I'm looking at it from a different angle. All right, okay. I, I am a meathead. That is that is a Dude, that look, is an angle. Look at look at my little room out here. Look what's on the wall near. Does anything here suggest I read a book? I have a Patriots helmet. You have some books on your bookshelf, though. All right, let's look at what they are. Okay, let's see. Led Zeppelin. Ric Flair. To, John to, Bonham. To be the man, you got to be the man. You got to beat the man. Ric Flair. Red Sox. Uh, the comedians. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, hmm. Bill like, Walsh. New Orleans. Finding the winning sports? edge. A buddy of mine gave me that book as a joke because I was talking about it, and I still, I, it's fascinating. Bobby Orr. ESPN, New Orleans Sports. AFL. There's oh, the history of AFL. There, now there's a book. Is that, that the everybody... American Football League? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I figured you have like a million, and then you have a few things on Richard Pryor. Uh-huh. Um, I stay in my lane. Led yeah. Zeppelin, 1975. Oh, no, you have that book, Great. Uh, or what was it? Ten great daddy daughter dates or something. Yeah, that was a gift. Very cute. And I, I just put it up there. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I was thinking, of, where is that book? I gotta get that. It's book. on the top. Oh yeah. Mhm. Okay. So you know, I started looking at it. a lot of it was like arts and crafts, and I'm just not into glue. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, neither am I. I'm not into glue. I don't want to like put, pine cones. I don't want to like put things together. I don't want to do yeah, that no, either. No, I don't want to do that. I would rather go out and like drive around. <laughs> In my truck, or exactly. Like, I want to take them places. I want to take I don't them to like a, make stuff with them. That's yeah. not really my thing. <laughs> I want to go to like a car show. I got to. Oh call, yeah. Have, you know what you we know missed? What? There was a, there was like a monster car thing that was like earlier this year. I, you were out of town, but w- it would have been a great thing if they got the headphones and stuff. And you too. Yeah, our son absolutely loves obsessed trucks with cars and trucks, trucks so, and motorcycles. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know in uh, in Des Moines? Mm-hmm. They have this ridiculous truck museum. Uh, it's uh, Interstate 80 Truck Museum, and it's like all like tractor trailers, like the big fucking ones that that our son goes nuts for. That's so cool. Um, he always goes, "Whoa, big truck!" <laughs> um, his favorite thing from uh, Cars <laughs> is Mac. He always does, you know. He wants to watch that movie Cars every day. I know he's such a little boy. Is he wearing a Julian Edel- Edelman? Sh- jersey right now i think yes, he, is. he is who got him dressed this morning i did <laughs> well, there you go. but i gotta give a shout out to a comedian al dusham was the one who gave us that um all right let me do a little bit of the reads here look who it is everybody oh zip nia did you know that there are currently over 2.4 million podcasts in the world what yeah well, there's 7 billion people. Oh, Jesus. You know, you need 2.4 of them to explain things, <laughs> including the one you're listening to right now. And it takes a, a team of people to bring these podcasts together. <laughs> I don't know about that. Needless to say, hire... Oh, Andrew Themelis. There you go. <laughs> takes a, a team of Andrew Themelis to upload it. Uh, needless to say... Then why are you saying it? Hiring the right people for these roles is important. And whether you're hiring for a podcast or a growing business, there's only one place that makes it easy. Old Zip. Recruiter. There you go. Uh, (laughs) It's the first time I did a handoff. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidate with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Additionally, you want to hear the devil version? Mm. Will you play it backwards? This is the opposite. Uh, 
has a complete suite of tools that makes it easier to filter, review, and rate your candidates. Four to five employers who post on Zip this here uh, get a quality candidate within the first day. So if you're a fan of this podcast and want to try Zip for free today, you need to remember our special URL, ziprecruiter.com slash burr. Once again, that's Zip. Dot com slash B-U-R-R. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Oh, and look who's here, Nia. These people. Simply safe. <laughs> Here's the question, Nia. Is there anything more precious than the safety of you and your loved ones? Fashion week, honey. <laughs> Sorry. Of course not. Uh, so isn't it strange that not all home security systems truly put you first? Old school home security systems set you up with outdated technology. Over, I'm just picturing one of those big wooden, you know, like those TVs, except it's a security system. Uh, <laughs> got a revolver on top of it. It's on you, motherfucker. Good luck to you. Old school home security companies set you up with outdated technology, overcharge you for service, and lock you into uh, binding multi-year contracts, right? It's like Columbia Records and Tapes, except they're protecting your family. That's why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe protects you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders. I thought the cops were first responders. <laughs> Weren't they? They're talking about the emergent, like the um, ambulances and the, right? Are they not? Or are they talking about. I don't know what the. Everything has been relabeled. Bye-bye. Dispatch, firefighters, ambulance people, yes, they're all paramedics, paramedics, crossing guards, they, meter they're... maids, <laughs> the guys who get up early and bake the croissants, even if you're not home or they're can't the be reached. Heroes. They're the real heroes, okay? <laughs> they put their rain boots on one boot at a time. They crawl off that hooker and put out that cigar and get down there and fucking put, wow. out, put out your... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, simply safe... <laughs> Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motions that only alert you when a threat is real. And all right, relax. It's not real. And even he's hammered. He's at the wrong house. Go back to sleep. And even sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com. Go to today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E. Uh, there's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, this is from Andrew Themelis. Bill, we got great emails. Please remind the listeners of the podcast email. It is mondaymorningpodcast at gmail.com. Mondaymorningpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Um, we got, this is where you come in, Nia. Okay. This is where you bring your magic to the podcast. <laughs> and we decide 
if you're coming back again next week. Oh, okay. No right. pressure. Again, it's been it's been over a year, so. Hey, how come we're getting along so great lately? I know we really are. We're having like a really we're really connected. I feel like you know what it is. What is it? You, I think you finally realized how amazing I am. Okay, well, maybe. <laughs> I thought you were going to trash me. That's how well we're getting along. You're not even breaking my... You're on here. To, the listeners want... I, all they hear is my voice. They want to hear I you just, trash no, I, me. I just got here. Give me a minute to warm up. All right. You, you'll get it in a second. Okay. All right. George Foster. Now, just to give you a, a background, uh, George Foster was one of my favorite players when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I did a show in Louisville. I've been out there in America, Nia. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, you I've have. been out there doing all them red states that all, all, all the blue liberals make fun of. Right. All, sure. all, the, all the states that once ours is underwater, they're going to be like, hey, you know what? I didn't think you guys were that bad. You know, they're going to show up in their designer fucking working class clothes. That's the movie I want to see. Oh, now you like us, don't you? Wagging your finger at them ward shows. Why does everybody have a southern accent that isn't in New York and L.A., Bill? Because I'm limited. <laughs> I'm limited. All right. So, Wait, George. I want to get you a dialect coach. I can do dialects. I just have to be hanging out with the person. Oh, okay. You know, I can actually do them. Right. Go ahead. Pick a dialect. I'll do it. Okay. Um, let's see. Do a, mid- do a Midwestern one. Oh, hey, Bob. Go get a box and tell, tell Tom to come over here and get some pop. I mean, I feel like it needs work, but okay. I, that was dead on. Was it? <laughs> that wasn't even Chicago. That was Milwaukee. No, I can't do Midwestern accent. <laughs> um, I just know that they I always. I thought you were going to slide into like the the Fargo. You oh, know, that, that thing. That's typically I feel like what people do. You want to hear a Canadian accent? Okay. They got to get it out. <laughs> what? They got to get it out. They oh, gotta get it. Got to get it out. Okay. Not oot. 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 Got to get it out. Oot. Yeah, so you got every every American goes oot. They don't say that. You got to get out. Oh. Okay. When you're watching hockey and the puck has been in your zone for too long, mm-hmm. and there's a Canadian there, at some point s- s- the Canadian is going to say they got to get it out. <laughs> the first time I ever heard a Canadian accent was on that show. You can't do that on television. Are you too old to know what that? I show remember that. Yamus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember watching it. And I like, love that why show. Why do they talk so weird? I like. I didn't understand that it was Canadian. It was a different accent. They were in a different country. I assumed they were in America because I was a kid. So I was like, why are they saying the words like that? You know what a woman says in Canada when you're banging her without a condom? You're oh, almost God. ready to come. What? You got to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're easy jokes over here at the Monday Morning Podcast. All right, uh, George Foster. So I went to the, uh, the Louisville Slugger Factory, which I absolutely 100% would do again. It was like... That's a bat. That is a bat. And you go in there, and they got the guys with the lathes going, and you watch them. With the what? The lathes, that's where the, uh, they, they take a little block of wood. And Spell then, it? Oh, God, dear. come on. How long have you been married? What is lathe? Lathe. It L- ends in T-H? Maybe T H E L A I T H E L A I T H. Okay, got it. M A. I don't know. <laughs> okay, got um, it. So it's basically it's it's a machine that just it it you put a, like a piece of wood in there. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, and, and you know it's got like the pins on either side. Mm-hmm. You lock it in, and then it spins oh, it. Oh, I've seen that. And then they carve. The, okay, so they're yes. carving the bats. So they'll be yes. like, "This is Vladimir Guerrero, Guerrero Junior's bats." And then they'll hand you one that's like raw. They haven't finished it or anything. It's, it's still like, uh, it's not all smooth. And they got, got like two little blocks hanging on either side of it. But they'll hand you one 
Um, and I got to tell you, like a lot of them were surprisingly like really light, which now makes sense because you want to get through the zone as fast as you can. But like um, the one that was like the heaviest was, uh, that's what she said, was uh, Ted Williams. Ted Williams just had like literally just like it was up there with like a fucking piece of lumber. But anyways, George Foster, when they asked me, like when they, they brought us into this place where they had all the prototypes of their bats and you had to put on gloves before you put them on. They said, who do you want? And I was just like, I'm not going to go with the hacky ones everybody says. I want somebody that was awesome, but a little obscure um, for younger people. I said, George Foster. And anyway, um, so this person's writing in about George Foster. Okay. He played for the Big Red Machine and won a title in uh, 75, 76. 75 right. beat the Red Sox, one of the greatest games ever played. Game six, they won in game seven. And then they swept the New York Yankees in uh, 1976. Okay. Okay, is that enough background? Yeah, I think okay. I got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, George Foster. Dear Billy Redballs, uh, listening to your podcast about Cincinnati and you mentioned George Foster. I worked at George, uh, I worked, oh, sorry, I worked at Shea Stadium as a vendor. Fucking beer here. <laughs> that's, not, that's Boston, right? New York. Hey, fucking beer here. No, that's not New York. Yeah. And <laughs> All right, you do a New York accent. I'm. I don't think I'm good at like. I you know what like, you are good at I criticizing like I, other people's attempts. I feel like I could do like a New York girl, like uh, a that Dominican, sounds... like a Dominican girl talking about. You know, like what the fuck is your problem? You know, maybe something like that. I don't know. I, I don't want. I don't. Let's do be honest. We here. both need to do a lot. <laughs> we both need some uh, some training. We when you say it, coach. and then you immediately follow it with something like that. That's that's when you yeah, know you need bad. work. It's, it's bad. bad. It's kind of like when people will try to do your like a Bill Burr impression in front of me, it's always so terrible. And I just kind of have to smile and be like, ha ha, There's yeah. a couple that are good because I know other comedians send them to me and I refuse to watch them because I don't need to know. I don't want to be like thinking like, oh, I do do that when I'm talking, so. It gets in your head too much if you see someone do this impression of you? Yeah. Or makes you like self-conscious? Yeah, because Ben Bailey used, used to imitate me and go, and he would always go, for some reason, and he would always do that. And I, I guess I would, at that time I was saying that a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yes, you and it, would. And then it got into my head, and I and I stopped doing it. But like, if that's what I do, that's what the fuck. I, I don't want to get away from what I. It's like Pete Rose, you know. You don't want to change your swing. That's what got you to the dance. All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this is all baseball references. Uh, I worked at Shea Stadium as a vendor. This is when George Foster played for the Mets. And was there when George Foster played for them. Shea Stadium was, was the classic I venue. I know. It's in New York. I got it. Wait, in, Shea Stadium? Isn't that in New York? Yeah, oh, wait, it's, it's, in Qu it's in Queens. Okay, thank you. All right. It was in Queens. All right. It's the last place the Beatles played. It's the last place the police played right, before they just, got back just, together. Just, just read the question. Oh, my God. This is why your podcast is like five hours long. <laughs> the tangents. My God, the tangents. All right. In those days, the home team had batting practice before the fans were allowed in. Now you can kind of go in and watch them take batting practice. And he goes, and it was loose, a loose, fun time. We got to know a few of the players, and old George was, a, was fucking funny. He is tossing a ball with somebody, and Ebony and Ivory came on. You know the classic? Yes. Come, Ebony. Mm-hmm. And Ivory. And? Ivory. You are I don't, black and I am that's the white. One. You, you are, are blind, blind as a bat and I have sight. I have sight. <laughs> side by side. That's the only one that I remember because I, I let's could. Let's not fight. Yeah, let's not fight. 
I could never get through the real song of that. Joe Piscopo. Shout out to Joe Piscopo. Is that bad? I could never get through the first one. It just used to make me uncomfortable. Two men being sentimental with each other. <laughs> one of them missing a sense. You know, just seemed too... Okay. Uh, we got to know a few of the players, and old George was fucking funny. He's tossing a ball with someone, and Ebony and Ivory came on the radio. He flips down his shades, miss those. They used to have the shades, you know, for the sun, uh, and starts swaying like Stevie Wonder and yells, throw me the ball, throw me the ball, and he promptly pretends he is blind and lets it whiz by him. He yells it again, and it's a soft toss. He allows it to bounce off his chest, and we're all cracking up. Uh, no more of that fun in the PC world we live in. Yeah, like... Why? Because huh? he was white imitating a black guy? No, he's black. Okay. Oh, oh, oh because he was Im- imitating a oh, blind do, guy. Yeah, do we not do that with Stevie Wonder? No, we probably don't. But I remember that. Cause no, Eddie we, would do we, it with the- we still do. It's just nobody does it on okay, like, yeah, oh yeah. my God. And then people who aren't blind are going to get offended for the blind people. <laughs> You know who can't see us doing it anyway. Exactly. That's what, that was going to be my point. All right. By the, why? Oh, why are we offended? You can't fucking see me doing it anyway. I can make fun of the deaf all I want as long as I turn my back on them. Like society. Uh, by the way, I was wondering game. I was working game six when old Billy B made that error. Bill Buckner and game seven was on. Uh. As a Yankee fan, I was happy as I made a few extra bucks and fucked the Red Sox and fucked the Mets. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, well, maybe if you were fucking a little better, they would have hired you at Yankee whoa, Stadium whoa, instead of that whoa. dump there. Fuck the Red Sox. Let's, let's calm down here. No, it's fine. You know well, what's writing, he going to say? You know what's he going to say? I know, it's true. He's a Yankee fan, so I guess yeah, it is. That's what he has to say. And then, and then he has to bring up, go back in the past about how many championships they won. Didn't that... Because uh, they I, haven't I, won. Let me finish my shit talk oh, here. Because okay. they don't fucking win anymore. Now that there's 30 teams and everybody can fucking play, they're not winning. And I always thought it was funny that Yankee fans in particular always talk about how many championships they have. And I was thinking, like, as a Celtics fan, when I was growing up, I was never like, we got 15, we got 16. You know, like when, when, like when we would lose to the Lakers or something, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, ye- uh, you know, yell at fucking Laker fans how many, you know, how many fucking championships we had it's so stupid it's classic fucking yankee fans i was gonna say i feel like they're i won't they're petty i won't say the name but petty wasn't you know a friend of ours who came to see you a friend of ours it sounds very like mafia wasn't there a friend of ours who came to see you at fenway and he said he was going to wear his yankees and he decided not to Oh, yeah. He and was, he listens to this so, podcast. Oh, does he? He listens to this you know, podcast. You know we're talking about you, person yeah. who shall not be named. <laughs> but Petty, uh, Petty is the perfect way oh, to and here's the thing. That. Here's the thing. If his team wasn't in first place and we didn't suck, he would not wear it to the, he would not right, have worn it. He right. was wearing it to fucking rub it in. There's Petty fans out there. I saw this actor on uh, Rich Eisen's show was talking about when, you know, the year the Cubs were going to win it. They were in the playoffs and they were having a, you know, a you know, down to the wire series before they got to the World Series. And he was a Cardinals fan and he went to Wrigley and he goes, and they all got all mad that I was wearing my Cardinals hat. I mean, I was just, you know, I'm from St. Louis. I'm a baseball fan. It's like, dude, you know what the fuck you're doing? (laughs) Because St. Louis has won all of these championships. They're the big rival with Chicago. And they all know that he's not rooting for them. It was a real, it was a real like fucking. Uh, I think you're all. I, what is hilarious to me about these fans versus these fans and these fans? It's like you're all fucking nuts to me. All sports fans are just fucking crazy. To oh, me. absolutely. Yeah. So I, it's like the Yankees versus the Red Sox and the Patriots versus the I don't know who's your big rival, Patriots wise. Pit. 
Giants or? Well, I'm always putting it into like New York, Boston. No, Giants was a Giants was a thing when Brady and and um, Eli were there. That developed into this thing because they beat us when we had an undefeated record. And then, like, I remember when we were going to play him again, like, I had, like, knots in my stomach going, oh, my God, if we lose to these guys again, they're going to say all of this shit, which they ended up doing. But then we won three more, so now it's like, all right, well. Are we going to talk we about... Won, we won six out of nine. So that's why that kind of doesn't, like... There's, you... there's few things, there's, there's some things that, like, I would say the Patriots, the real rivalry that we had was with the Colts because not only did they have, like, Peyton Manning and all of that, they ran, like, a smear campaign on us um and we're just like constantly complaining to the refs and f- i'm not gonna go my fans have heard this many times complaining to the refs helping to change rules that gave you know made it less advantageous for us more advantageous for them while calling us cheaters there's a great clip that just came out on twitter catching like they were they were pumping crowd noise in uh-huh. indianapolis and the fucking tape skipped uh, oops <laughs> it was a real milly vanilli moment um, yeah, they're the Millie Vanilla. Well, I would say that, but like now, um, Nate Craig this weekend was saying, um, we have, you know, instead of having, we have the loudest fan base in the league, it's now we have the loudest DJ because the sound systems are just <laughs> so, it, it's so crazy loud. Like, I, I, I bring fucking earplugs like I'm going to go see uh, I want to talk ACDC. to you about. I, you don't have to point at me. I want to know. I want to talk to you about this Brady situation that he's in right now. What are you talking this about? They won this situation. week. They won this week. No, I'm talking about the fact that, like, he said he was going to retire, and now he's not, and now he's getting a divorce. See, is that why the WNBA doesn't make it? Excuse me? What are you talking about? Well, because you guys are into that. I don't give a fuck. That's his, that's his personal life. I know. And he's going through a really painful thing right now, and that guy put my fucking team on the goddamn map times I six. I'm not to talking. talk about it in the wrong sense podcast. of... Wrong, wrong podcast. Oh, really? This is the wrong podcast yeah. to talk about it? Because let me tell you something right now. If you made let me... Let me tell you move, something. Let me tell you something. If you made me move to Tampa, okay, while you did your, you know, job, obviously... And I don't think that like, was his idea. I'm. What do you mean? Well, she's from to Brazil, the, isn't she? Gradually dragging him back to Brazil, like when a crocodile <laughs> grabs somebody. Not, no one's dragging you know, anybody. The alligator catches to the fucking cleaners. Um, <laughs> no, they're both rich. Come on. Yeah, no, yes. no. She doesn't. Know. Don't, she don't doesn't, talk about. She doesn't need his money. Oh, now we're all precious about Brady. He doesn't even give a fuck about New England anymore. He's what he, done with you guys. He's over. Over you. He He's should over be. Boston. He should be. Why are you being so level headed? I thought we were going to be able to like have a little back and forth about it. Because all, all anti patriot fans. I'm not an anti patriot. Whatever fan. the fuck you are coming at me. <laughs> whatever. Is the you guys fuck all you are. want, you guys all want me to hate that guy because he went to Tampa. That guy took us to nine fucking Super Bowl and won six of them. All right. We have, we're tied for the most champion Super Bowls ever fucking won mm-hmm. with the Steelers. You know, and, and everybody knows that Green Bay is the fucking Celtics, Yankees, Lakers, Canadians of, of football because they, they don't count NFL titles. I don't know why. But what that guy did, I don't give a fuck, man. If, if, if you got to the point where you couldn't deal with our coach and you want to go down to Florida and not pay fucking state taxes, who gives a fuck? Like that guy should have fucking retired if he was regular before we won the last fucking three and he hung in there and we won another three. I don't give a fuck what that guy does. God okay. bless him. He could go play for the Giants and win 10. I don't give a fuck. Because hmm. the, the guy made me happy for two decades. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Do you well, know what it was like being a fucking Patriots fan before that? 
Well, Bledsoe came in, Parcells, that was exciting and everything, but we still never quite got over the hump. And then Parcells told the team he was selling this fucking house, allegedly, right before we played the Packers in the Super Bowl. It's like, why the fuck would you do that? Give us a chance, man. You were a better fucking coach than them. Still kills me. I went to that game. Cost me fucking two grand. <laughs> um, okay, so won't bring up Brady. Just making a note in my phone. No, I feel bad. I, anybody I see going through a divorce, I always feel bad for that shit. And I don't think like it's just something that I should fucking gossip about because, uh, you know, I'm having a slow goddamn morning. All right. I just, I just like the tea. You do like the tea. I do like the tea, but we can move on. All right, no, you, well, you know. Best of luck to you, Tom Brady. Yeah, both of them. They got kids together. It's going to be painful. It's just like, that's like when uh, Ch- was Charlie more, was Sheen more... was going off the fucking rails and every morning DJ, hey, what do you think about that? Oh, I think his dad and his brothers are all fucking worried about him. I think it was more about the, to me, like the exploring the dynamics of that marriage. You don't family. talk about Tom Brady. I mean, oh, yes. I really am being precious. All right, I'm being a little precious. I mean, a little bit. I didn't realize that that's how you felt about it. I felt more like of the dynamics of the idea of like you retiring and then being like, Tommy no, I'm T. not going to retire. Fucking Brady. Thing. Like you're going to be taking some time off. And if you were like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I would be like, what? You just said that you were. You know, so I would feel some type of way. But maybe that's the beginning and the end of the discussion. No, no, no. I want to know why does that aspect of it fascinate you? Like him starting to retire or not? Because I'm trying to imagine as his partner, you're thinking, and obviously I don't know like the inner workings of their relationship, but I'm thinking, okay, cool. You're going to be home more. We're going to be doing more stuff with the kids. It's not going to, I supported you throughout this whole entire time, which of course I'm happy to do because I'm your wife, but now our dynamic is going to be different. And I'm excited for that new dynamic for you to be less busy, for you to be home more. And then for you to renege on that because you can't let go of this career that you've already proven yourself at for Is years. It reneg? Reneg. Isn't it? It's I, not I reneg. wouldn't say that word as a white guy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but then but like the 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 pull of oh, the shit. game, your career, <laughs> again, when you've already been celebrated and decorated in it many times. How many championships did he win? Uh, he has seven there. Yeah, like proving yourself seven times. Like it doesn't get any bigger than that. And you're telling me now you want to be, you want to retire, go out on a high note, be with us. And now you're being pulled back. Like that's, I'm going to take that shit personally. Okay, can I'm I just stop you like, for a second? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm still going. <laughs> I'm going to take that shit personal <laughs> because now it's like you don't, so you really didn't want to do that. You really want to go back? You really want to be gone more? Can I just say one thing? No, I'm not done yet. And I'm just feeling like, no, no, I'm really done. (laughs) You just built so much into that. What do you mean? You, you, you added. Yeah, that's, of course, because I'm not in it. And so I'm. I know, but you don't know that that's what, that's what happened. But this is not based on the facts of what happened. This is what the emotion of it brings out. This is what gossip is. Gossip is a way for people to have shared values. I'm a sports fan. I know what gossip is. To do like shared values sort of talking about, you know, it's very rarely about the actual situation. It's about how you would do in that. And that in turn is about a bigger feeling about whatever the issue is. Family dynamics, husband and wife dynamics, career, all that kind of stuff. But I already know you. You're never going to retire. You say that. You're like, I'm going to retire. You're not. You're going to be like, you're going to have a a Don, I'm calling it right now. You're going to have a Don Rickles type of vibe. And you're going to be doing these really interesting 
movie roles well into your 80s. Watch. I, I don't know. Listen. You heard it here for, first, folks. This is, and this is, we're already at an hour here. I know, I know. Let's move on to no, the, no, the it's question right. that I can answer. Yeah, like, I don't even know what the fuck happened there. All right. I saw something about that, the bottom one. Sisters, sister wives. Yes. Bill, I got into an argument with a guy at work about sister wives. I'm guessing that's a, uh, it's got to be a series. You have to see it. It is, but oh it's, my it's, God. Based on a, it's based on a Mormon practice where they have, you know, their poly, polygamy or whatever, and they have many wives and they call them sister wives. So they're Do you sisters, know what the initial, but they share a husband. They were initially were going to go Just show, sure. they were going to call that show a bunch of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, keep reading. He moved out to Utah, got himself a bunch of bitches. Uh, <laughs> Bill, I got into an argument with a guy at work about bunch of bitches, about sister wives. He told me that it would be great as long as they get along. Sister wives don't mean wives are sisters. It means, okay, I was going to say, what the fuck? It means that they, they all agree to being one of many wives. Yes, it's a Mormon thing. He told me that it's the perfect way to have variety. With your sage wisdom, can you see any benefits of having multiple wives? Well, this is interesting timing. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was interesting timing? It's just, it's just interesting timing that this topic is <laughs> What are you talking about? Nothing. Oh. Um, um, wait a second. So uh, do you see any benefits to having multiple? Would you like to have more than one wife? More than one wife? I was gonna say not no, wife. Oh my one God. wife. Is what are you doing for, you? for our birth for my birthday? <laughs> this is all you got me? You got your other thirty wives this. Bill doesn't want another wife, but um perhaps Yeah, I mean some other variety. Some other variety that came over there. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? I'm gonna turn into that guy. Who's that guy? Oh, he's in the sports world. He goes, I wanna see you with her. I, I want to. Oh I want to. I want to see her enjoying you. I want to see you enjoying her. <laughs> yeah, it is the whole thing. It's one of those things. The idea of it is fantastic. Yes, the, the actuality the, of is doing a, a it. Nightmare. Yeah, then it's it's yeah, it's all in your fucking head. It all seems like it's going to be great. It's like going to Disneyland. You're like, oh my god, this is going to be the happiest place on earth. Here's the and thing. And then you go there and you're standing in line and it's a fucking nightmare. I actually, I but think, when you're on the ride, it's oh, <laughs> oh, never better. Listen, I think multiple wives is not a terrible idea because then like she can deal with you when I'm like not in the mood. You know, just pass her off. <laughs> pass you off. And when, I when say. and that. Like you're not in the mood like to bang or you're like not in the mood not to the listen mood to, to my bang, bullshit? Not in the mood to listen to your bullshit. Just like I'm just like annoyed with you. You call the bullpen. Yeah, it's just you get like on the, you, get on the phone. You, you take him because I had to deal with him for a week. So you can you can take this load off of me. Yeah, take Literally? him. Literally. <laughs> take it. But yeah, so I, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Right. I get it. But I feel like though if they're all... If they're gonna be jealous and stuff, like that's a whole that's a whole other thing, you know. It's like I wanted him tonight. Yeah, because no, I want him tonight. But they probably all like do stuff together, don't you think? I actually think what ends up happening is you guys all collectively get sick of each other the mm-hmm. same way you would on a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I feel like, like he has to. Pl- I don't I mean I don't know what rights women have in Utah. Barely any. As, okay. as, a, as a Mormon woman, because I don't think a lot. And the whole idea is to have 
as many children as possible. Because there's going to be put all that burden on one body. So you have many wives so that you can have many children. And, you know, your your wife isn't miserable and pregnant for 20 years. You but then there's like, I like how you're looking at all these other women like personal assistants. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think it, it's like, there's going to be the one wife that you vibe with. Mm-hmm. That gets you and you get her. And there's no way the other ones aren't going to feel like some sort of, uh, that there's like, you know, there's a depth chart on the team here. And why is she the number one quarterback and all that? Or maybe that's what you have to have understood. This is like, it's like a pimp game. No, right? Isn't that what it is? You have your bottom bitch day, and all of that? Exactly. I watch HBO documentaries. Yeah, well, you I watch, understand you that watch pimps up, hose down in like 95 and no, now understand Patrice everything. Patrice O'Neill <laughs> gave me that book, Iceberg Slim. <laughs> No, the whole practice is barbaric and sexist, and I'm actually not. I'm I'm joking when I say like, oh, I get it. No, I think the whole thing is like disgusting, you know. But in terms of like having some other fairy woman tale world, deal, yeah, in a fairy tale world, yes, I would like to pass you off to somebody every now and again, so I don't have to deal with you. I mean, I'm just being honest. Am I that annoying? Everybody is annoying. Everyone is annoying to their partner. I'm annoying to you. You're. I would not to pass me. you off to some other dude. Oh right. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, that would not be happening. <laughs> and and, and shoot, hey, I dude, I understand it. You know, yeah. I mean, he needs to talk to you more. <laughs> you want to go over to Chicken Carver's and we can talk some more about it. I think I'm talking about more about like periodic breaks that I feel like a sister wife situation would be but I, it's probably not like that i think they're all Jesus, together we need to all talk the time or something? i thought we were getting along great um all right i, I think that that's it uh, this is hour and five minutes so i have oh scorsese article let's let's do this one okay oh and i also have to give a shout out to this guy in bloomington indiana who did a a, a freehand sketch of me that i thought oh, yeah? yeah i thought it was great and it was hilarious because oh that's cool where I, did, I, I where did he give it to you? you oh you did yeah 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 um, where did he give it to you he was working the front desk at the hotel. Oh, wow. No, it's funny. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say what he said because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But, like, just people talk to me. You know how they talk uh-huh. to me. Yeah. You know? But it's funny because it's like you're at workplace. So, yeah. you, like, I'm not saying this person in Indiana didn't do this. Uh-huh. But people out of the workplace, they, like, drop the whole, like, they'll be dressed up like, oh, hey, welcome to the, the. And then it's, oh, they hey, drop it say, hey, Billy Rednuts. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, they, yeah. oh, shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. All right. Uh, I, the amount of times, too, like I remember um, a few times I've been doing uh, shooting scenes and whatever I'm doing, where I like, got out in the street or something like that. And someone will just drive by, like a car will just drive by. And be like, you just hear like this guy just go, he goes, hey, Bill Burr, go fuck yourself. And, like, and I'll just be like, hey, how's it going or whatever. And I remember. Meanwhile, everyone's looking around like, wow, who would curse at somebody like that? Yeah. No, I remember, no, no, I forget okay. what job I was on, but the actor in it, she was going like, She's going like, I love how your fans just like yell at you, <laughs> say mean things to you. I go, yeah, I know, it's a podcast thing. But it, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it doesn't mean it. That's like him saying hello. <laughs> uh, Scorsese article. <clears throat> hey, Bill, I love a contrarian argument. In fact, I think calling someone a contrarian for their point of view is usually just a way to qualify uh is that right? qualify their take as flimsy and insincere um it depends on how you use it if if i just say you know yes and you say no and i go oh you're just a contrarian yeah that is but i mean if you're consistently doing that over and over because i was talking about how um <clears throat> i feel like certain people do that 
always have the opposite opinion of the group. It's a narcissistic thing. Mm-hmm. It's their way to keep the, the conversation on them like, what? Well, how can you not like al pie a la mode or whatever? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always like something like really obvious. Like, I like air. I don't like air. Well, what do you mean you don't like air? It's those people who are like, well, devil's advocate. It's like, I, I, I do hate when people do that. Because first of all, the devil doesn't need an advocate. And secondly, not every topic needs to be explored from all angles in order to understand it some shit is right and some shit is wrong so i feel like it's very insincere to do the whole like oh, oh a, devil's advocate thing it's like why are you, you know doing that's the first that? time i actually thought really about that expression devil's advocate like yeah. you're advocating for the devil yeah you're advocating for like you know sort of what's widely considered probably to be like the wrong point of view or like the immoral point of view or whatever it is and it's like my wife why? is smart <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's my thing. Like if, if, if I just, yeah, you can definitely call somebody a contrarian as it's a way of bailing out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like that Jordan Peele sketch that I saw the other day, the fucking crack. Oh yeah. yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. The anyway, key, the key and Peele uh, sketch, yeah. tell us how you really feel. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was making no points. Oh. Word. <laughs> yeah, and it, what I what I love about that though is it totally takes what the other person's saying; it just takes the wind out. Yep, yep. In other news, <laughs> you know we're gonna start doing that to each other. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was uh, I you know I got uh I, I can't say why I'm coming up, but we were talking about Brian Jordan Alvar- Alvarez. Is that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. splashing? Splashing. Splashing is with, with, is my life. Is my life. When I go into the water, water with my wife. I fucking love that guy. Um, Follow him on Instagram, please. He's so funny. That's my favorite character. I like the I like the uh, the aunt that has all the houses, but I do like that guy because there's there's something like there's um, there's a sadness to him, and he's just when everybody looks to the side, he's sort of. Like contemplating his yeah. situation. You have, you have. If you don't follow him, just follow him so you know what we're talking about. Yeah, he's, he's so funny. I love that shit. Okay. So, All right. So anyway, it's also a way for people to shove the official, the official story down your throat. Oh God! See, this person is like arrogant. Yeah, and just like, oh, here it's just too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Already, yeah. I always want to hear different takes on established truth and quote, as you would say. Having said that. As you would say, having said, yeah. That guy is like, he, he's medium annoying. Mm-hmm. But if he gets a couple of glasses in him, he's fucking insufferable. <laughs> and, insufferable. That was the word I was looking yeah. for. Uh, that's what I'm getting out of that. All right. Maybe I'm just being a contrarian. Uh, there was an article going around by a critic who called Scorsese's films inconsistent and self-indulging. Uh, this is what happens if you hang around too long. All of a sudden, Mm. these movies are fucking amazing. Twitter was in an uproar, of course. Few seemed to agree with the man who wrote it, but it didn't seem to stop people attacking Scorsese with proxy arguments like he's a sexist filmmaker. Um, These people are even worse than the guy who wrote the article. I'm sick of people piling on because they can. Yeah, social media loves doing that. It brings me back to the idea that you can't challenge people's minds and most people oh change people's minds and most people have no rational thinking capabilities. So so this is the part where your point of view goes out the window because now you're using it as a way to insult people. So that's the part of it that is an issue with the contrarian because I feel like 
they're just like low key, just trying to undermine. They're not necessarily trying to present a different point of view. They're actually trying to undermine. So this person who feels like Scorsese is inconsistent and self-indulgent, I don't think that they are a contrarian. I just think that they are that's, just- To me, that's clickbait. Like let's get people stirred up. Yeah. And also like they just may not be into Scorsese and I, people saying like he's a sexist filmmaker. I love Scorsese films, but I can understand why they would say that when you think about the female characters in all of his films- I kind of get it, but I still I still like what? Like what? Which ones? I'm thinking about Casino. I'm thinking about Goodfellas. I'm thinking about what else am I missing? Well, yeah, they weren't going to get they they, they weren't going to get good women. They were gangsters, right? So, well, but I so there had to be an element of dumb broad in there. Well, that's the thing because it's just one particular view, and it has been. What about uh, what about what's your face in Taxi Driver? Now I'm being the, ch- the, the the child prostitute? No, not her. <laughs> oh, that um, he rescues Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, he was shining a light yeah. on human trafficking. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but you yeah. don't think so? I don't. I don't know that. I think it's they're either like Madonna or whores. So I feel like that in itself is pretty sexist. So I get it. But again, I love. I think that's a generational casino. thing. I think that's I, how he and, was. And it probably is. It probably a hundred percent is. But I love Casino. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I love Sharon Stone in that film because I found her to be complicated and layered and had like... Sharon Stone should have got a fucking sh- Oscar for that. I Didn't thought. she? No. And it, and that, no, it's because everybody's just up in arms because, uh, you know, she showed her hoo-ha and fucking uh, Bend Me Over the Couch, whatever that fucking movie was called. <laughs> Basic instant, Bend Me Over the Couch. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. That's classic Bill Burr. Yeah. That's classic you not remembering the name. I know, but I, I just throw out the first thing that I think of. I just remember the like, And that was Jean Triplehorn being bent over a couch. For no fucking reason. I mean, she was basically raped in that scene. It was pretty bad. That scene. Yeah. Don't you remember when we were watching Yeah, it? I never were like, understand. wait a minute, is he? And I was like, kinda. No, but they justified it that she was, why was she wearing thigh highs? I mean, yeah. Why did they make any of those decisions that they did? Yeah, in that let's movie? let's not get a bunch of bored people stirred up about a movie that happened thirty years ago, <laughs> and get some eighty-year-old producer. I know. In trouble. Let's get them stirred up about how I'm on the podcast again. Yes. What? I'm gonna fast forward through it. Oh, fuck all those assholes. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. That's that's what it is. That's what this fucking business is. People fucking give me like, no matter what you do, you get shit. And hey, it is a good thing. If you want to be successful, just know no matter what you put out there, there's going to be a bunch of people doing the what? Yeah, who gives a shit? They, who gives a shit? And then meanwhile, you'll be selling tickets and uh, living your best life. All you right. want me here. That's the most important thing. Well, I did until you told me <laughs> you wouldn't mind having another couple of guys around to take a break from me. Or women no, around. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Women around. Right. Exactly. Let's be clear. Well, listen, Nia, I got to be honest with you. You're not, uh, you're easy to get along with for me. You, you really are. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're no pony ride yourself. No. <laughs> I mean, as much as it hurts sometimes when, like, you marry somebody that isn't as smart as you. Wow. One of the upsides <laughs> is that you can easily <laughs> manipulate them. Um, Nia, well, I'm going to end this podcast and I'm going to tell you what we're doing today. What are we doing All right, today? everybody. <laughs> Because I'm running the show. All right, that's the podcast. The lovely Nia, looking lovely as always. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And I will check in on you on Thursday. I got a couple, I uh, got another great guest. 
Another great guest. You should listen this Thursday if it's okay. if it's the guy I think. I mean, you should. All of them are great. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's one that you actually know okay. that we haven't seen in a while okay. that got on, and he was extra silly. And I know how much you love silly. I love silly. Silly's awesome. All right.